I have two viewers on right now. I assume that's uh, UJ and UY. I don't even have a browser open. Oh, you've got okay. you've got you've got a, a a new fan. Apparently, um, excellent. All right, well, we'll get this thing started then. Um, you recording, Jay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Hey. So. Okay, there we go. Bunch of latency on my stream. Uh, welcome to J and Z's Lounge. I'm Levi. We got Jay. And we also have Marvin. Hey, how you doing? And Wyatt. Howdy. All right. How are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm actually just putting a shirt on right now. So uh, Excellent. Give me a fat second. Marvin, right. yourself. how about you, Marvin? Yeah, I'm all right. I mean, never done this before, but uh, seems pretty cool. I'm excited, so. Yeah. Uh, well, this is mine and Jay's third episode. You guys can find our other episodes on Spotify. Uh, Jay, if you have a link. Yeah. If you want to hop on to hop on to Twitch real quick and drop the link on the chat. Um. Yeah, so essentially what we do is we talk about societal and cultural issues. This one's kind of an on-the-fly podcast that uh, we actually got two new people joining us with Wyatt and Jay, but I hope you guys are looking forward to a, a further podcast out. It's going to be with Miss Colorado, Maura Spence, and another one of my buddies, John, and that'll be about mental health. So kick things off a little bit we got uh marvin and marvin and wyatt coming from two totally different backgrounds i know marvin jay has told me a little bit about you you're in the military yes i am and then uh wyatt is actually the next up-and-coming voice actor so do you guys have anything to say about that i wouldn't say up-and-coming because i've still yet to do any progress for it oh yeah. and coming voice actor <laughs> so uh marvin tell us a little bit about your career so far in the military uh it's been i would even though i've been in for a little over two years i still consider myself a little new um it's uh it's definitely been an experience so it takes a lot of getting used to but i'm glad that i uh i signed up for it yeah, if I'm being honest, that new feeling kind of never goes away. I mean, I've been in for four, a little over four now. And I mean, there's always something you can learn, something you can take away from any moment that you have in the military. So at least you're past your boot phase. That's it. Yes. Other than Jay here saying, saying Kua. Never say that to me again. I think, I think, I think it's funny, right? I think it's like, it's a good, a good funny word. You know, it, it's better than like the name. I mean, he could, he could just be like, uh, like an Italian mobster trying to talk about a whore. Whore. Hua. <laughs> so fun fact about the word hua, I actually learned this while I was in uh, while I was in Monterey, but it came from the word huzzah, which they used back in the 70s, or like the 1770s, right? So when the army was created, they would use they would use the word huzzah to charge into battle. That's great. And so eventually it was derived into into hua, and then you got hoorah with the marines and, and so on and so forth so no, we should have kept bizarre we could have been like wizards that's what i'm saying 
Um, but yeah. All right, Marvin, what do you do in the military? In insert cricket noises. I think, I think he died. All right, well, we'll move on to you, Wyatt. So uh, <laughs> I know why you and I have talked a little bit about it, but I know you want to be a voice actor. You know, what kind of, what made you want to take that route? Um, just plenty of reasons. So like, I was an unmotivated, like not so driven kid in high school for the most part. And um, really it was just a lot of like decision-making during my senior year. And then that time afterwards of just being like, having that weight and pressure of like, what, what do I even want to do with myself after this? Because a lot of, a lot of what goes on during high school is you're just being kind of fed like a bunch of stuff of like, all right, you need to do this to progress to this, to do this. Like most of the time, a lot of people are just setting up to um, like go to college or like join a family business and stuff like that. And then you have the other people that just really don't know what they want to do. Um, and I was definitely in that crowd. Uh, I was like just getting by with classes and not really doing anything. Uh, I think the first inkling of an idea of like wanting to get into that artistic uh, sector was probably my AP English class in um, my senior year because they would have us like read out most of the, uh, the teacher was like really good, but she'd have us read out most of the actual like reading pieces that we were doing, like um, Hamlet and um, the importance of being earnest. And so that kind of gave me like a little bit of a taste for it. And after the fact, like looking back on it, I definitely would have been like a theater kid in high school now that I know that information. But um, like throughout high school, I was pretty much just doing classes of uh, stuff that I think would get me by once I moved on and went to like college. So like I did a bunch of game art and design classes and stuff like that. And then uh, I stuck through and did a lot of engineering classes as well. And that was like my, what I thought would be like my meal ticket throughout like high school, because there's never gonna be a lack of engineers. And when senior year finally rolled around, I was just kind of sitting there having done my last engineering class and that it really just like hit me. And I was like, holy crap, I don't wanna do this. And I don't know what I wanna do. And so like, like fast forward a little bit to like a year, uh, I had graduated. There was like that little bit of weight off my shoulders of like being able to successfully get my um, high school diploma. But you, you're allowed that time and you're also allowed that time to think. So a lot of what I was getting was from family friends and uh, just family members in general that were just like, you should join some branch of the military and once again my brain like played into the thought of like huh you know that's an easy like well for most people too they definitely think this that's an easy meal ticket an easy way to like sustain myself as a human being and like i guess kind of live so i definitely paid a little more credence into that thought and uh was pretty unsure as to what branch i even wanted to do but it was always that uh, drawback in the back of my mind of not wanting to like 
completely commit to it just yet, but um, I think uh, I had had a solid conversation with a family friend of ours who is a he was a um, recruiter for the Marsalk Raiders here, and I was talking to him, and the the whole time I was just like answering his questions and just kind of like voicing how I felt about it and like asking him which branch he would recommend for me. And there was a solid piece of information that he like sat down and told me and he was just like, Wyatt, um, stop letting other people decide what's best for you or what they think is best for you. You need to make that decision. And it was like, uh, like a light bulb kind of like popped up above my head, like an aha moment. And I was like, holy shit, you're, I think you're right. Like, cause this whole, like the whole time I'd just been feeding into the idea of like what other people had been saying I should do for myself and me kind of agreeing. Cause I was like, yeah, that does make sense. And not really like being overly passionate about something that I actually wanted to do. And so uh, I like, I really thought about it and I, uh, took me probably like less than two weeks or whatever. And I like finally came to the conclusion uh, of it. Like I have other like side sectors that I definitely want to get into if voice acting doesn't work. Uh, but like, I, I was glad to come to that conclusion finally. And then the other like daunting thing about it too, is for that kind of stuff, you don't, it's unclear of what the path even is to get into it at all. So for the longest time as well, for um, about a year or so, I was even unsure as to how to fully commit to that and get that done. And so I took a semester at my community college, stuff like that. And that was like, it was pretty interesting, but it was generally unsuccessful. And I ended up uh, dropping out not that long after for some personal reasons, but it wasn't until um, I actually went to a convention and there was a uh, voice actor that was doing a panel there that I actually learned like the step-by-step -step of like what actually needs to be done and uh, whatnot. Hmm. So what kind of steps are you taking then to like prepare yourself for this so for the most part um right now it's at i'd say it's like i did a dead zero because uh, i'd rather be somewhere where i'm comfortable with uh, making those leaps and somewhere that's actually like my own for the most part but uh once i progress to that part it's uh most of it's kind of generally easy it's really just like taking coaching classes for learning your ranges and um I think I had had this conversation with you, Levi, but uh, just really like sitting down, knowing where your vocal tonage and range goes to, and then also having a mental idea of the archetypes that you can um, do for yourself for like specific characters. Because what you end up doing is um, like after you do all that with coaching, through just like straight up voice actors or going to like a singing coach and whatnot, um, you end up having to go to a professional studio and you get demos done and they're about a minute long. And those specifically, there's uh, three that you can do. I think there might be four, but I'm pretty sure there's only three. 
Um, there is one that uh, is specifically just for video games and stuff like that. And it's a little more serious than most of the tones that you're going to be carrying for most of your characters. But um, for animation and stuff like that, though, it's, it's really just like most of your outlandish, wackier characters. You'll have like your serious, like, um, shonen protagonist or whatever, and like a bunch of other stuff for like a bad guy. But for the most part, it's all just you're just playing off of archetypes, and they'll whatever studio wants to pick you up, they'll look over your uh, your demo and, and be like, oh, okay, so he's he's pretty good at this, and he can definitely fill the character. And a lot of people they don't really understand at first, but voice acting is like it's legitimately acting. Like you have to fully act. You're not just trying to. Um, throw your voice down a hall and expect it to stick you you're really getting into character like if you've seen any behind the scenes reels of people um voicing characters and stuff like that like they're physically like moving their hands their their body and stuff like that you just can't see it um just to really get into the character uh and like a like a side part of it too is if i end up getting enough connections past that point for voice acting it's really not that hard for me to step into um, the other um, side sector of it, which is just acting in general. So, right. No, and that's that's a that's a pretty cool little niche to have, in my opinion. Because like, I feel like I I don't know much about voice acting, so I feel like that that community is pretty small. So I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. But is there like a lot of competition that you're going to be fighting with for? Oh, absolutely. That that kind of stuff is like, um, for people that actually know what they need to do for it. That kind of stuff is like really, like sink or swim, mainly. Um, like you could have a bad uh, director or whatever, or um, some other stuff that could like completely just ruin uh most of the progress that you've done like that's that's kind of why you want to get a actual professional done uh demo for most of your stuff because they won't even take even if you know how to do it at your own house uh they won't take a a demo that you've just like done yourself they'll literally look at it and just like can it really jay you have any questions uh no i think it's a really cool uh career field though uh so like i like i had said it before if i if it doesn't work per se um i already know now some of the things that interest me in the scholastic side of things so one of them being like uh marine biology and then another uh being geology as well so most like both of them in the science sector but yeah, for like for the most part, it's voice acting is tough because you really have to commit, and most directors will see if you're in it to like really give it your all, or you're just there to like kind of coast. And it'll it'll really give you a distinction of like being, I guess, a B list or an A list, somebody that's like a, a household name, like Matthew Mercer, Liam O'Brien, um, Laura Bailey, and those kind of people. Hmm. Hmm. How about you, Marvin? You here? 
Yes. I, um, yeah, it's really cool. I do have uh, one question, I guess. Um, I would ask if you could have like a preference or if you, I don't know if you have one already to what, as to what type of character you'd like to play or ones that you prefer over others. Main character. 100%. Would, <laughs> would that be uh would that be as like uh more of a like your shonen protagonist types or are you more into like the wacky side? So of, uh, honestly, I I haven't really found like which part of those I like to play more, but I think a lot of it would probably be like a um that more uplifting like positive like main character and that would probably be um more probably in anime too most of uh, there's a lot of stuff in in gaming that's like just too overtly serious so right. like and i i feel like over time though if i was actually doing this my personal taste of a character would develop and, but a lot of it is you're just really filling that muse and breathing life into something that visually has its own thing that you're you like you can definitely mocap it but um but doesn't have a like i guess the soul to it like you can really tell a difference between a really good voice actor and like a really bad one um right. just by like how they're reading the piece and what they're doing for the character for the most part like it i don't know if any of you have uh like watched like any animation or like played any games, but like you can really feel the weight of a situation just by the tonage and overall drive, like verbal drive that somebody that's talking into a microphone has for this character. Like it's a really big part to um, to just those uh, those things as a whole. No, definitely, I agree. Based on the the stuff that I've watched and heard, you know, that can make you feel like some level of an emotional connection or like make you feel some sort of way you know which is really important especially when it comes to like voice acting you know you're watching an animation and you can't really see how these people are acting like you can an actual actor in a movie or a tv show or something right and so being able to to tell that tone and get some like level of a level of an emotional cue off of it i think it's really important So, Marvin, you uh, you What's died that? on us a little bit earlier. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that connection. Got a little interrupted. No, it's all good. Um, I was just kind of asking, you know, what what do you do in the military? So I, me and Dixon actually have the same job. So we're both uh, military intelligence. Uh, um, I would say that my job, I got moved to somewhere where my job is like currently a little different. It's more of like a security manager type of role. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of memos. There's a lot of uh, compliances that need to happen as far as like um, managing other people in the military, their clearances and what they're allowed to uh, attend and type of training things, that sort of nature. Right. Are you an S2? Yes, I am an S2. I'm sorry. Ghost. <laughs> everyone says that everyone always says that uh honestly it's it's not as bad i i work with a great group of people they're all really nice we're all kind of there's few of us you really get to know each other 
So it's not as bad as being in a big unit where you might not know people like that. So it's kind of cool. I, I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah, you're sure. you're chilling. You're chilling. Yeah. Um. All right. So I, I had this topic I wanted to bring up. Right. I thought about it a couple of weeks ago, and uh, unfortunately, we took this little hiatus from from doing these podcasts. But hopefully, we keep uploading and and streaming with a consistent manner. But so I was talking to my wife a couple of weeks ago about about relationships, right? And she was telling me how one of her friends just just broke up with someone and you know, the, the dude who she broke up with immediately started talking to someone new, right? So what is your guys' opinion on this, on how long you should wait? If you get out of a serious relationship, how long should someone wait to, to start trying to get back out there, try getting into another relationship? There's no set time period. I feel like it's really based on like how you're how you're feeling right because like if it was a trash relationship and you already stopped caring then it's not gonna you don't need much time like you're good no definitely i i agree and this kind of comes up with our our last podcast with kyle you know them both getting out of relationships and and seeing where things going you know yeah um how about you guys I mean, I would say that I kind of agree with Jay as as far as like if it's a trash relationship, you know, there's no set time. Limit. I think for me, it's it's really the context of what caused the breakup. It was something petty and like you guys hadn't been together that long. Then, yeah, you know, there's no set time. Limit. But if it was something more serious and you guys spent years together and maybe, you know, you might want to take a little time for yourself to step back and kind of figure out what you need to do and what went wrong so it doesn't happen again. Mm. Right. Uh, like it's definitely different strokes for different folks like uh, i can i i'm definitely not a nice dude i have no problems ghosting women um <laughs> but there's some guys that are definitely not like that they want to at least ease some at least ease some breakups into a certain way like it's really all like deciding on what level of breakup it is at the most part. Yeah, like some people, you, some people you end up even like remaining friends with even afterwards, just cause it's a healthy breakup, but it's always the bad breakups that like either change you as a person or don't change you at all because they're just for your better of not having to deal with them in the first place. Right. Yeah. I know. I know when my wife, who was obviously my girlfriend at the time, when we split up for like a year and a half, you know, I just kind of took this little break and I waited like six, seven months before I tried starting to, to date again. And, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out for me back then. Now I'm obviously with my wife and it's, it's great. Um, but you, you, you definitely have some people who will get out of like a serious relationship and, and immediately try to hop back into a new one. I had a buddy like that in my past who would, who would essentially just bounce, bounce woman to woman. And, um, you know, I thought that was kind of a, a scummy thing to do myself, but you know, it's kind of like you, you said why, you know, different strokes for different folks. It's so, all about personal needs, honestly. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, and it does. Because it's the same way for, it's not just like a, a guy thing either. It's the same way for like women. We're just, I think, uh, like this is definitely going to sound weird, but like mentally we're definitely different in the way that we approach relationships. Um, most women they'll at least they'll at least like try and stick around for 
some guys, even if there's like a whole game to it, just because they have a feeling of if they break up with you, are they losing something um, that they're not going to get back from doing so? Whereas most guys, like, um, it's it's less of that kind of thing and more of just like an emotional dependency. I feel like like you need somebody that you like uh, feel really close to to talk to you and whatnot. Or um, just like relieve the stress of the day, right? Go ahead, Jay. Ah, uh, no, I was uh, the different strokes, different folks. I think like it depends, and then also like like what was the like, like what what uh, what Marvin was saying? Like what was the context of the relationship? Because like if you're just getting with someone to get some, and then like mission accomplished, like that you're not gonna stick around, or like people rush into relationships is another issue and then they actually end up not really vibing or liking the person they're with and that'll just cause the whole thing to fail as well yeah they like the idea of the person they don't really like the um extra stuff that comes along with it right yeah i I literally had i had that happen to me not that long ago where it was like i was really positive about the person but um like, I can understand neediness and whatnot, but it was, like, to a level where they would literally, like, they'd gas themselves up to almost, like, a near, like, God complex kind of sense of being. And they immediately, like, knock themselves down a bunch and then become, like, super needy and just overtly um, attention-seeking over just, like, anything and whatnot. Or just immediately outcome oriented and um, like negative to a situation, like always playing a negative. That's something that like for guys, it happens a lot too, where we tend to be, um, some of us tend to be outcome oriented. So like if we see that coming ahead of time, we try and like sway it to a certain way. But most of the time you really just have to like really go with the flow and um, just not really worry about it too much also call more and or physically see this person texting isn't going to at the end of the day like you only text for business that's what i've learned now don't don't text telling them your life story just text for business like have some light conversation here and there but nothing too big no i agree you know I've always been a big advocate of, of calling people. I, I despise texting and my wife knows that I only text her kind of like in that circumstance where she, if she really needs something and needs it, needs it quick, just text me. But you know, the best way to reach me is just to call me. Um, and it, and it builds a deeper connection, you know, hearing someone's voice as opposed to just like reading a text, which is emotionless, or maybe it contains emotion, but you don't know that because you, you can't tell tone through a text. Um, so I, I agree. I remember my first conversation with my wife was actually like a three hour phone call. It was, it was super fun. Those and are usually really good. Yeah, like exactly. Even if you're not saying anything like remotely, like productive to like a standard conversation, like we're having now, like you're just making insights as to what's going on and you're 24 hour hour period of life that day but like 
really it's actually like pretty positive and even even though we're in this weird um state between covid for the most part like you could even voice call too like you could visibly see the person and not just hear the um emotion and inclination behind their voice and stuff like that you can actually physically see some of their um tells in their face and stuff like that or like stuff regarding that nature for the most part right like most girls on tinder will have like you know got to be cool with facetime in their bio and stuff like it's a popular thing most definitely like um and like you were saying before like uh if you're just showing up to like hit it and quit it i think i feel like if you're using a dating app or if you're talking to somebody at least at least be direct about um what you both want mm. like for the most part or at least convey what both you want regarding what you're going to do like if it's a hookup treat it like a hookup like makes sense uh, but if it's something that you're both trying to drive to be something else um, make those steps for both of you Marvin uh, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, definitely be, I'm big advocate for being upfront with people. So if you have, uh, you know, a woman that you're seeing or that you're involved with, I think it's, I think it's definitely fair to be upfront about what your intentions are. I think it causes like, a better understanding of what you can expect from her and what she can expect from you. So yeah, I definitely hundred percent agree with that. Definitely be upfront. So what are your guys' thoughts on, on dating apps? You know, you got like, actually, I mean, I mean, there's so many dating apps now. You got Tinder, Bumble. Uh, so being, being a, um, user of pretty much most of them, the ones that I would honestly recommend, uh, of course, farmers only.com. Um, <laughs> nah, I, so I would definitely recommend like hinge or like Bumble. But even then, I'd probably only recommend like Hinge. A lot of um, data, dating apps have gone past the wayside for the most part, and they're less uh, built for what they were originally built for before, and more of just like window shopping and paying for the idea of you that you might actually get to talk to this person or meet meet this person. It's really, like, it's really hard to actually genuinely start talking to somebody in the first place without having to pay and or um, then reasonably creating a connection with that person. Um, like, a lot of them are really just, like, money-grabby, like, pay for this premium amount to be able to keep swiping all day or... Um, like mega like somebody so they like get you get their attention or like you can move around stuff like that like a lot of them are really following that type of uh business model for the most part i think hinge is the only one that i actually um kind of like for the most part because it's it plays off the same thing that bumble does where uh bumble the girl has to talk to the guy first Whereas Hinge, it's, uh, 
a kind of like a back and forth. Like you can like somebody and it'll instantly uh, show up on their likes and then they can do the same thing. And, um, and it distinctly tells you whose turn it is to like at least talk. Like if you'd like somebody, they can be the first to message. Um, or if they had liked you, you can be the first to message or you can invite them to talk first and uh, whatnot. 100%. I feel like with dating apps too, uh, like you said, uh, they're not really like catered towards like getting people to meet. It's more like, it's like the wild, wild west. Like if you hop on Tinder, it'll be like people advertising like their jobs and stuff like that or looking for customers. Like it's not even like about dating anymore. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you guys think about this? Do you think dating apps nowadays are, are pretty much just hookup apps or are people actually trying to develop a relationship off of it? I think a large part of them are mostly hookup oriented, I guess. Um, I feel like that's kind of what it just became either by unintentionally or by reputation. I feel like that's just kind of where we're heading towards. I don't really think it's more building a relationship, you know, a foundation relationship and like getting to know somebody and meeting up and all that. I think it's more just Yeah, I've, and I feel like even, even like throughout, like not actually using like a dating app, um, for the most part, it's kind of we've kind of gone into that sector of things where it's most people, at least in their early twenties, it's less of a um, I want to fully commit to this kind of relationship, and I really just want to like at least do a hookup and and whatnot but like i had said before it's it's definitely better to at least state your intentions so you can um sift through that kind of stuff in the first place i think it depends on the person there's a lot of people's bios who are like no hookups not looking for hookups because like i, I definitely a lot of people probably mostly like a lot of guys go on there with the intention of like I'm going to find this cute girl, but we match, I'm going to hit. And then like most girls usually aren't looking for that, especially like the approach. Like guys are really toxic in their approach for the most part. Yeah, I agree with that. Some, some of these, when you see them on like, they get the ones that get screenshotted and the ones that get like shared on Facebook for like a laugh is just the most. Like I couldn't imagine you having like someone having the, you know, being able to talk to somebody like that in real life. Like you would never walk up to a woman and say something wild like that it's just because you have been there. Um, I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, you? you know, I guess you <laughs> your Some people, folks. yeah, some people, you definitely got to be that kind of outgoing. At least, at, at least, like, you want to be. Whatever personality you're trying to convey in your bio, at least have that personality as a human being outside of it too. And that's that's just like outside of the internet as well, because there's, and this is outside of like dating too. You have people that they're one way on the, the internet or just an app and they're a completely different way entirely um, 
when you meet him face to face. True. That that hiding behind a screen is like it, it exerts so much confidence because no one can like call you out on your bullshit, right? Yeah. Well, that and um, like I said before about them, like liking the idea of you, you end up building this uh, persona of yourself through um, like through the internet for the most part. It's less of a um, like there might be actual parts of you that are within this persona, but for the most part, it's really just like it's like a hollow exterior shell of you. Mm. That's true. Yeah, I think that's uh, true. I feel like when you like when it comes to online dating, I think a lot of people see it as you know, well, I want I want to advertise myself in a positive light, so. I'm going to say things, you know, only show things that I believe will get me the best results, even though that might not be who I really am. I think you, you also have, um, agreeing with that, you also have the people that don't necessarily know the positives on the, of their, their own self, so they don't end up thinking that they can play into that. Um, and you have a set disparity of people that are really confident in certain aspects of themselves and at least drive those aspects home. And you have the people that are not confident in themselves. Like they have a lack of confidence um, and they end up uh, doubting themselves or downing uh, a certain part of them. Both men and women like do this for the most part. But it's like, it with dating entirely, I wouldn't, don't don't like doubt yourself immediately there's plenty of like hot dudes that are with ugly chicks and ugly dudes that are with hot chicks even like aside from just money alone and other aspects like it's it's I, when it comes to that kind of relationship it's it's really just the whole package like what do they like about you yeah, it definitely comes down to like the the types thing, right? Like people have certain types or like attributes uh, that they they admire and they find in people, and like you and someone else, you could look drastically different from someone else, and you think, oh, they look way better than me. But if you're that person's type, that means fucking nothing. Like you could be a ten to that person, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's the as well as like personality, you know, because um, you got to be able to bode well with that person and being able to get past everyone everyone has has quirks right no one's perfect right um so so being able to love someone past their flaws is is really important especially when you get married and you know start having families and stuff it's important to be able to 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 realize your imperfections and notice that the person that you're with still still loves you or likes you past those those imperfections Absolutely. I think it, you and I actually had that conversation before Levi, where I was talking, we were talking about like um, that kind of relationship where the person not only both really enjoys the um, really solid positives about yourself, but also like loves and enjoys the perfect imperfections of you as a person, um, whether they be physical, emotional, um, 
for just like mental in general. I actually oh, have. Uh... Go ahead, Jay. I actually had a question for Levi and Marvin as well. You two, why? I don't know if you're married or not, okay. but uh, and you guys can choose who talks first. I don't, I'm not sure. But uh, do you do you guys love your wife more than you love yourself? And do you think that's what helps keep your marriage going? If it's a yes. You know, I'm I'm probably at the point where I love everyone more than myself, <laughs> um, and that's that's just kind of how my parents raised me, right? Is is to be pretty selfless in the in the fact that like someone's someone's always going to be out there that has it worse, right? Mm. And and so I've carried that mindset around with me pretty much my entire life, and so being able to essentially like care for this person more than I care for myself. Right. Like to me, it's, it's more important that my wife is, is, is fed and can like nurture a family and be able to like sustain and survive without me. Right. To me, to me, that's super important. And same goes for everyone else on, on the planet. Like I had this uncle who would, would give his shirt off his back to, to anyone. It didn't matter who it was. He's just that kind of guy. And being able to essentially provide happiness to, to someone that is is close to him and it is not close to him so yeah i mean i kind of went out went on like this little circular conversation about it but, but yeah to, to me it's just more important that that they're happy i think uh yeah i definitely agree with what levi said for me it's um I, I would say the answer is yes, because I could definitely like, like if it came down to I'd go hungry while, you know, if my wife needed to eat, you know, that sort of thing. I think that's what I think that mutual attitude towards each other is what is what helps a marriage remain strong. So the fact that you both are willing to sacrifice for each other, um, I think that's what really keeps us you know, keeps us in, reminds each other of what, why we're doing this, you know, because it's easy to get married, but it's hard to stay married. Mm. So I feel like if you have that, that type of giving nature towards each other and you always want what's best for each other, I think that's what, that's what really matters in a marriage. Uh, speaking as to like what he had said, I'm not specifically like married myself. So I, I'm kind of, ill-advised on this kind of whole topic but um like i definitely think pretty highly of myself and having that mutual um distinction with somebody of at least having somebody that is the feels the same like about most aspects of their self like you can definitely uh drive home and support some of the things that they lack and um aid to it that that mutual give and take of a um, marriage relationship and and whatnot is very like it's very like wholesome and redeeming in its own like its own right like you both add to whatever the other lacks uh, and so on and so forth I don't think um, like I would be so heartless as to say like if my significant other uh, 
what, like needed something I wouldn't provide for them, but it would definitely be something where I would feel um, definitely that they would have to pull their own weight and do the same thing. Um, to an exception, like I can definitely be selfless and giving and um, like kind of that kind of person to just give uh, without the thought of wanting to receive, but for some aspects, it definitely does change. And, and to feel this way, like you, you don't just have to be married, right? You know, like I kind of explained there, you know, I, I would, another person's happiness is, is more important to me, right? The, the way someone else is feeling is, is more important to me than, than my own thoughts, right? And some, sometimes there is scenarios where like caring for others can, or caring for others more than you care for yourself, it can, it can hurt you. Right. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this, you and I, Jay, a, a little more on our next podcast, but like, I'm trying to, to care for myself a little bit more now, like physically, emotionally, mentally, because I, I, it's just something I kind of ignored my whole life. But my point being is you don't necessarily have to be married. You can, you can have a significant other and, and feel like you care for more or care more for them than you care about yourself. You can feel the same way about someone who's, who's homeless or one of your friends, one of your family members, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's definitely all about like personality. Like, like you said, you're definitely one of those people, Levi, that's, um, um, most people will come first. Uh, and I, I'd agree to my own personality. It's kind of the same, like knowing prior backgrounds, but I think I've, I'm past that point now where, um, it's really specific people, like people that I have started to get close to that I end up liking to at least lavish over and, uh, kind of like give for the most part. Yeah, I agree with that. I. I would definitely consider myself one of those people. Like I do care for certain people more than than others, but that's just my preference. As you know, when you think about what that person is in relation to you, um, I think it's important to. Sometimes you do just have to prioritize yourself. But um, yeah, but with like for certain people, obviously, like my wife, she would be one of those people who I would care more about her than myself. That doesn't necessarily go for everybody. I think it definitely it it boils down to like personal things that have happened throughout one's life. Like I, um, I've definitely had plenty of my family members go through um, poverty and like that kind of advancements of change from going from being homeless to actually having a home to actually um, making and doing for themselves. And it's not just like my uh, direct family members, like my father or my mother, like some of my older family members, like my grandfather and um, like, of course, like great grandparents as well. Uh, but re like, really, I think it's all of how, how you're developed as a human being growing up and um, some of the things that you see even now in most of your development stages that end up changing that kind of thought processes for you as a person. Yeah, I, I feel I feel that I feel that I definitely feel like uh, 
you can I like Levi I was saying, I mean pretty much everyone here. Like you can care for someone more than yourself without having to have like a a title next to it. Like, oh that's my wife. Like it, it doesn't feel like a like, you know, I, I have to care more about her than myself because she's my wife. You know, like you just you can build that kind of like bond or chemistry with some like anyone really, like close friend, or you can just feel sympathy towards anybody and feel like I like you can you can have the mindset right where like if I if I can do something I I should do something right instead of just like oh I guess I'm gonna just turn the other cheek or look over my shoulder and keep going you know yeah I've I've definitely I've dealt with both parties of at least if we're regarding like homeless people I've definitely dealt with both parties of the person that definitely deserves to have um, that kind of aid and the person that you like when you see them you're just like they say one thing to you and you're just like fuck off and you just walk away (laughs) (laughs) and i like i've definitely i've grown up in plenty of like um metropolitan like places so i I guess i i guess i have that like that rougher exterior when it comes to um some people that actually are homeless of just not not just like being able to look past it and not feel for the person but definitely like just totally disregard them entirely and that sounds really fucked up as a person but it just how it is if it's like if i saw a a woman and her child definitely like it it wouldn't really matter i would immediately try and help um give her the proper aid and uh, point out like some of the things to help her for her own welfare. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people that are homeless don't actually know that we do have um, some things in place to kind of help people that are within the downtrodden route and are just like out of luck for that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and even then, it kind of it makes me. A, a little more upset when it comes to uh, certain people that are there to take advantage of other people's kindness too, or they just aren't doing for themselves um, like they should. Like the people that are in the middle of the like uh, highway intersection with a sign when it's just like, if you drive up to them like, hey, you know there's a soup kitchen down the road, right? uh you don't necessarily if you're hungry you don't necessarily have to like beg me for money and i i've had uh friends with personal stories where they um go to go do something for somebody and the person is immediately ungrateful for them because it wasn't a specific like um like act that they were already ultimately looking for of what they needed so it's like it's it's really that um emotional give and take when you first meet that kind of person or like what you're visibly able to assess right away so i i actually have a question for you Wyatt. um since we're like on the topic of like homeless people uh, i just want to get your like opinion and your kind of your thoughts about this particular situation we had so we there's like uh there's a person outside, they kind of hang out by like the Walmart in our like area, mm-hmm. and they usually have two kids with them. 
and there's like a they have a sign that sort of deal but um i've been told by like multiple people that um when they ask they're like oh i'm sorry i don't have any cash and this person like usually pulls out a phone and is like well can you cash out me the money so what do you, what do you think about that <laughs> Oh, I, I, I'm a hundred percent serious. This is uh, absolutely true. I've hold it multiple times. From multiple I feel people. I feel kind of like. Um, do they have signal? Like, do they have like like is it just a um, phone or is it like they have like AT and T? It's 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 a hundred percent a smartphone, um, and they definitely have some sort of service with them because like where they they are. There's no, like, they're not inside of buildings. They're not hitching onto any Wi-Fi. They're kind of too far away from anything to get any Wi-Fi. There's no, like, public Wi-Fi in that area. So they must have some sort of um, data or some sort of service plan. So, yeah, like... Is it like a... Do they live in, like, a tent? Or, like, what is their, like, actual, like, living accommodation? So I I don't know, because they're not there all the time. So I don't know where they live. But they typically get, like, a couple lawn chairs... And they kind of sit there and the kids just kind of like got these like coloring books and they kind of just sit there and color and uh so like they drive right to the entrance to the walmart they're they usually just like people slow down and give them money but like if they don't have cash they use like hey like here's the sign that has my cash app on it i think cash app i think that's definitely um creative uh you don't necessarily need to pay for a a phone bill to have um like use of like wi-fi and stuff like that but if they have data they're definitely paying for some sort of means for it and that begs the question how are they like entirely able to pay for it um it is like a monthly payment for the most part but that's all like give and take on what like their plan even is. I think she's either taking some people for a ride because if she was a actual person who was really like really there to even completely care about the well-being of her children, she would at least have them um somewhere where they're living inside an accommodation, not just kind of using that aspect um, to her own benefit of like pity, like playing a guilt card. Um, Right. Like here are my kids with me. Um, I don't know, that's definitely a tough one. It's definitely a a curveball because it's one, I can respect the ingenuity of it, of like, yeah, if you don't have money, here's my cash app. And it definitely passes that kind of, um, cause I've used that excuse plenty of times where, uh, like I have non like technically like physical fiat currency, but I definitely have like a card that, um, uh, my money is within a bank account. Um, to, to add some context to this, uh, to this scenario, um, well, it's not really a scenario that's actually happened. So to add some context to this, um, so these kids aren't really like the way they're dressed, they're not dirty, 
but they're not like wealthy. Like the clothes that they have on aren't in any way like dirty or torn. They're just kind of like normal clothes that you might find at a Walmart or like a like a regular, you know, big budget store. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they're not really like torn or dirty. Their hair isn't a mess. Like her hair is, you know, just in a regular ponytail. I just feel like she had she not been doing this and you had seen her, you would just think that's a regular person. Yeah. Um, do her children actually look like they lack any sort of uh, nutrition? Um, not that I saw. When I saw them, they kind of just looked like normal kids. Had there not been a sign there that said that they were homeless, I don't think you'd be able to tell just by looking at them. And do they – I feel like they either walk from somewhere. Yeah, I, I would guess that they walk. Or well. or she's that kind of person, and she's really taking people for a ride, and she actually drives there. But I feel like they actually walk. Yeah, um, I think they walk, too. It's just they're not there all the time. They got these lawn chairs. So, and, so here's, here's, here's my question, right? So she has a cash app, so she's got a right. bank account, right? Or she's at least got a cash app card. Uh, because I, I would assume she has some way of collecting this cash app money. Which I, I guess unless so, she's I guess going the around using good. using Apple Pay everywhere, like she has a Cash App card or a, a or a debit card, and you have to get those sent to an address. So like, that's yes. that's that's my thing right there. Is we're doing yeah, addresses. I agree. Like yeah, it's definitely. I feel like, um, and you would always like walk up and talk to the person, kind of gauge, um what is going on and why they're actually out there and like kind of feel for yourself what um what they're saying to actually be true you can always tell or look at somebody and see whatever physical tells they have when it comes to lying that are like the broad ones um like because my personal tell when it comes to lying is i will smile if i if it's something that's like a joke and i'm fucking with you, I, you will see me smirk 100% and I'll give myself away. But if it's something else, it's really hard because I know how to at least um, subside whatever physical tell I'm giving off if I'm like blatantly lying to somebody. Any thoughts, Levi, on this? Um, I mean, overall, yeah, I, I mean... I, I agree with Wyatt, you know, it's kind of like, you, you gotta understand a little bit more where they're coming from, which would right. obviously involve you doing some like unethical things, like sitting in a Walmart parking lot and seeing if they drive up and stuff, you know? Right. Um, but at the or, end of the or day, asking you know, them to, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, when it, when it comes to me giving, I, I don't want to say handouts just because I think it sounds like a little bit rude but that's essentially what it is i will physically run and grab like if they've assigned that they want money for food i will i will drive somewhere and get them food i'll ask them what they want i will drive to that place get them food um uh this personally happened to me where when i was in washington i saw some dude i saw some homeless guy digging out of the the popeye's trash can looking for scraps and so 
I felt I felt really bad. So I, I turned around, drove up to him and I said, hey, man, do you want some food? You know, do you like McDonald's or, you know, what do you want? And he's like, yeah, I'll take some McDonald's. And, you know, it's those little acts of kindness that, that get you out there. So I drove over and went over to McDonald's. He uh, he asked me for a really basic order. I got him quite a bit of food just because, I you know, I don't want to see the man go hungry. He was right. super grateful. But I've been on the back end of that where where some people have been like, you know, they'll have a sign out, want money for food. And I'll ask them if they want me to go get the food. And I'll be like, no, I just I just want your money. And it's like, I don't, I don't know what you're going to use that money for. Like, I have an income. Yeah, that's, I have no that's... guarantee. Um, I forget... I forget who I was talking to about this, but they, uh, the person was like, yeah, they gave him money. Uh, and the money said, uh, or the sign said, you know, I want some money for food and they just gave him money and dude turned around, walked right into the liquor store. Jeez. Like, Jeez. like they handed him a 20 and he just went into the liquor store, bought some booze. I, I think I knew who you, uh, that was that you were talking to Levi. It, I think it was Ryan. Um, it was either Ryan or it was, um, Dominic. Honestly, yeah, it is one of those two. But you know, that's that's kind of sad. You know, why are you gonna why are you gonna panhandle if if I you know I can't even call it panhandling. I guess you're gonna ask for money just to go buy booze. Um, but funny story as well. In my hometown, there's a dude who was panhandling for like several years, and he was making six digits just just sitting on the street panhandling. And eventually, the cops got on him and and arrested him because obviously that's that's illegal. You know, you gotta you're gonna have a source of income make it legal um you gotta pay uncle sam if you're gonna be homeless yeah exactly you know if you're, if you're gonna pay in you gotta pay income income taxes so but it's just it's just wild some of the things that these people will do just yeah, just for some definitely. just for a quick buck you know just because i don't want to work you know recently we've had a lot of unemployment because people are making more money through unemployment than they're actually making at a job and so you have situations like that where where you know at, at what point do you realize like you know i'm not making enough so i might as well just qualify for unemployment obviously there's, there's other things involved with unemployment like you have to be constantly looking for a job and uh all these other things to like show proof that you're looking for a job right because the government's not <laughs> they're not just going to sit there and pay you for for the rest of your life to be unemployed right yeah <laughs> um but a little off topic, I was, I was texting my buddy there because he's, he's been trying to watch the stream and listen into us, but unfortunately he, he doesn't have good internet to be able to do that. He's over in Kuwait, but he, uh, he asked us for relationship stuff. He said, okay. at, what, at what point do you, you stop putting in effort if people, like you think someone's into you, right? At what point do you stop putting in effort because it just becomes too much of a hassle? In what way? So, so like it's these little mind games, you know. Someone, someone's into you, but they're like, I don't want to date yet, you know, this, that, and other. Um, it, it actually happened to him where he was kind of like going on and off. Him and this girl were flirting, and and eventually it got to a point where he was he was just kind of fed up with it because she was leading him on, and then eventually he just kind of stopped and they just kind of split separate ways. Um, it's like I said before, if, uh, some of the times it's 
better to if you like come to that distinction of like telling them how you feel about um the relationship as a whole and they don't necessarily reciprocate it it's you can either uh just not be around or you can stick around but you just don't show the same amount of energy that you were showing before you want to change things up uh for some people uh the it's, it's all all like kind of a i guess an understanding of the person because some people the the like 30 day um non-contact does work for others it doesn't it ruins most of your chances but you really just don't want to be outcome oriented for uh, a relationship in general you want to uh go you want to go with the flow for it for the most part state what your intentions are and kind of just do for yourself especially as a guy a lot of what girls um or women i'll say uh tend to actually like about men is their independence and drive to towards their certain goals they're not really completely like some of them are really needed but they're not completely oriented in like being that type of person where you need to show them affection a lot like they want to be around you um and that's what what i was saying before with like if they feel like um they've lost something that's important that they're not going to get back they'll definitely come back and stick around and they'll initiate and talk to you but it's really I, like i really don't know the situation myself for him so that's as much as i can kind of give him but just like you really be confident in yourself and at least do for yourself and uh whatnot like if they're lingering around say like um he met her on instagram or whatever if they're lingering around or like snap as well if they're lingering around just like do some things for yourself and just like show it off like flex it show that you like are doing things without them and that you're enjoying it and whatnot um and they'll be in like they'll end up if they're actually want to be with you they'll be interested in that otherwise they're just going to end up uh leaving and for the most part that's good too that saves you time to um like not completely worry about it you want to be from a state of abundance rather than a state of lack like sometimes it's actually really good to like it, it might be a little challenging but at least have like two or three girls that you're talking to at the same time for the most part because then you don't really feel like you have to itemize a certain person and only be there the only time you want to do that is when you're both completely uh gung-ho on the idea of both of you being together um and like being solid it you, like girls kind of want to see that you actually have game as well and you're not just like only uh there and showing like um kind of subliminal traits of like neediness as a guy I think the best advice you can give someone is like if you you never know like how someone feels or what, what the response is going to be until you're like ask 
So just definitely be direct from the start. And if you don't get like the response you're looking for, if you don't, if you don't hear any type of like commitment or like, this is what I'm looking for to back, you just, I mean, you don't have to just completely fucking disappear. I mean, you can, if that's healthier for you, but like, you just definitely got to switch your mindset up whenever you approach that person going forward. Right. Because they're not looking for what you're looking for and you're just beating a dead horse at that point. Yeah. Like I just, like I had said before, you don't want to be outcome oriented. Right. Yeah. All right. Marvin. Um, um, I agree. I think that I, I also see the appeal of a woman wanting to be with a man that has some sort of direction in his life. Uh, this is not to knock anybody who's going through some stuff or or has some things that they got to figure out and take a step back. Uh, but the thing I think women may see in that is that if you have a male that's doesn't really know what's going on, they might not feel as sure about how he feels about them. So it might turn into, well, if he's confused about everything else, he's probably not going to be sure about me mm. sort of thing. But I think um, I think if it ultimately what it comes down to is your peace of mind. So if you have a woman that you feel like is really interrupting that, I don't really think it benefits either you or her for you to continue with that. Because I feel like it'll just end in like resentment and you'll just end up arguing all the time which will just lead to a bad kind of start to a relationship so i think as long as you were upfront about what you wanted and she's not really reciprocating those feelings i think that it might be time to just save your peace of mind it depends on how long it's gone on for but if you think that it might have gone on for a little too long it probably has so i think it might be time to uh save your peace of mind and move on i like adding to what you said i think it like it's it's healthy to have um like you at least want to have drive that's a big thing right. you want to have drive to specific goals that you want to reach even if it's fixing specific issues that you see for yourself and most most women hopefully will be receptive to that and see that you're right. actually like trying being, you're being driven and trying to do for yourself and help yourself um for the better, um, not just like your career goals and other stuff, right. stuff like that alone, but just like physical health, mental health, like stuff in general. It's good to have that kind of showing of commitment and drive to better oneself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we're reaching about now we're 12 on the stream right now does anyone have any final final words actually i have one for you levi okay uh, cool. okay um <laughs> but on a serious note does anyone have anything else i want to add uh i'd just like to say thank you guys for having me hope uh, we can do this again sometime appreciate the opportunity course thank you for coming on same goes to you Wyatt I know this uh like I said before in this when we started but the stream was very last minute hey no problem man and uh I'm not doing anything appreciate talking to you guys for, for the last hour and 15 minutes it was I think it was really productive you know 
And of course, you know, I'm, I'm all for dropping my sage like wisdom for the, uh, yeah. the betterment of the, the common man. <laughs> you should charge. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be fun to have you guys on again and and chat some more. You know, Wyatt, I hope you you start taking some of those steps to be pursue your goal and become a voice actor. You know, no, absolutely. Any of your scholastic endeavors, you know, marine biology and whatnot. So. The same goes to you, Marvin. I hope your your career ends up very successful if you do twenty Appreciate years that. in the army and hopefully you retire at a pretty nice pretty nice rank <laughs> so you can get some good pension. But uh yeah, I mean hope you guys continue to to view in on our on our next podcasts and stuff. I always stream it on Twitch and our next one's gonna be pretty good. Hopefully we're able to get Miss Colorado on here. Uh for those of you and in, in the call. But yeah, it'll be a good one. This one was was also pretty productive. So I appreciate you guys for coming out. Thanks, Ed.